it go? Oh, shit. Wrong movie. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. I'm your co-host today, Kevin. Unfortunately, down adjacent due to just scheduling conflicts, but down adjacent gained a Zach because ZC Kroll is back. What's up, brother? Hey, Kevin, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Do you want me to get all my socials out of the way now? <laughs> Either or, or you can do it at the end. I don't care. <laughs> okay, this is for our Jacob Honeybrook because he couldn't stop laughing last time. <laughs> my 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 name is ZC Kroll. I'm on Instagram and I'm on uh, Threads <laughs> and I'm on an app called Slasher. I haven't been on there in a year. And then I'm on Facebook, and uh, you can find my novella Disseverment on Amazon. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm doing everything right, I just, like I, I did last time. You are doing it right. I just can't stop laughing at. The I'm being fact. so professional. <laughs> it's not I, me. What I'm realizing is it's not me. It's you guys. I'm it doing. I'm not doing anything. Okay. It, it is absolutely us. <laughs> so please look out for me on uh, uh, Amazon, and then on Spotify, I have a uh, podcast called The Creepy Crowley. We have a really good time on there. You've been on there, Kevin. We had a good time on there. You've been oh, on yeah. there a couple times. Yeah, I'm a I'm a senior at uh, being on the Creepy Crowley. I've been on there three times now. You are. You get the senior discount when you come on there. Hell yeah, sixty nine cents off. It's it's uh yeah on <laughs> not off. We get we we get on. That's true. That's true. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's nice to see you again. I know it hasn't been terribly long since our last recording session together, but it feels like an eternity. Yeah. Did you get a haircut? I did get a haircut just today. It was time. Looks good. You look handsome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I uh, I figured I should probably be able to look people in the eyes now because my hair was like hitting me in the face before. So I was like, I should probably be able to look people in the eyes <laughs> You strike me as someone who had uh, long hair, like in high school, you had longer hair, like almost down to your shoulders. Yeah. Am, I, am I correct? Not that long, but I definitely used to uh, tend to it a lot less back then. I remember in freshman year, I let my dad tell the haircut person what I wanted, and I almost wound, I basically mm -hmm. wound up with like a buzz cut, and I was so pissed off that I was like, I'm not cutting my hair. Yeah, my mom's a hairdresser, so she always cut my hair until I went to college, and like, mm -hmm. so she she did it the way that she wanted to do it. <laughs> and then I started living on my own. I was like, oh, I can I can make it look however I want, <laughs> but because I made my own decisions, it looked stupid for like the first like five years because I didn't know what why what what I want my style to be, you know? Yeah, mad um, pro mad props to uh, the woman that cut my hair today because I walked in and I I didn't want to get rid of all of it, hence why there's still some length there uh because i didn't want to go like really really short and i still wanted to have bangs so i was like so like a trim but not a trim uh i know i usually do a six but i don't want to go that short <laughs> she figured yeah. it out so i appreciate her well she i appreciate her too because you look lovely she knows oh, well thank you <laughs> you're welcome I I'm uh, but no I'm happy to be back with you man it was uh it was a total blast doing that that triple threat crossover with uh with you and <laughs> and reviewed to death that was a total blast that whole evening was like some of the most fun I ever had so for real dude and the creepy yeah. crowley episode of that trifecta is one of the funniest podcast episodes ever <laughs> <laughs> that now that now has the most uh listens of any episode I've done so oh I'm no really... shit yeah, oh, that's, that's because cool. of you guys letting me fart around for. <laughs> <laughs> 
so See, thank you 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 uh th- people saw the the pictures i hope that that clown costume that you that you had on that <laughs> night was just just glorious <laughs> i'm glad but, i'm glad i know i'm glad i know you guys though because i don't know if like if i if i knew anybody else they may not let me get away with uh they might just think i'm weird i mean you guys might think i'm weird too but you know no 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 no. we definitely do not because we are also uh equally as weird so there ain't nothing (laughs) there ain't nothing (laughs) weird in this friend group (laughs) uh but no that was fun man october was a doozy and i think i was on your podcast earlier in october right is that when we did the the just shoot the shit episode yeah yeah that was fun yeah, that yeah. was a lot of fun. I had fun listening back to that. I love those episodes where we just get to shoot the shit for a while. Yeah, I want to do more of them w- with you in particular because I like just like talking about nothing. And, yeah, no, uh, it was cool. We we talked about yeah. everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did that as well with our buddy from Australia with uh, James from I was a teenage film snob. It was me, him, and then Michael from We Love Horror. We were supposed to talk about what it is to like do a podcast and maybe talk about like how we got into it and like, you know, spread maybe some advice to anyone that wants to listen. And yeah. we literally sh- bullshitted for three and a half hours and maybe talked about it for 20 minutes. <laughs> and he That's was like, now. he's like, I'm just releasing the whole thing. And he called it the none your business, none your business episode. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, yeah, man, it's good. But yeah, no, October was fun. And uh, that trifecta was fun. And uh I'm glad to be back to talk about a movie with you. It's been a while since we've done one of these, probably since the Video Dead episode. Oh, and I skipped over the draft. That was a lot of fun. That was a really fun oh, episode. The draft was awesome. And I'm so like happy um, I got to meet Marky. I think she's... Yeah, Marky's great. She's Shout awesome. out to Marky. And very intimidating. She knows her shit, man. <laughs> so. Well, we now we all have a group chat going where it's me, you, Jason, Roy, and Marky. Yeah. <laughs> all in a chat. And it is just pandemonium in there. People showing off nipples, males showing off nipples. (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah, just males. It's not yeah. Yeah, only the males. Yeah. Our moms are listening. It's it's all PG (laughs) thirteen. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been it's been fun. But that I want to do more of that draft style stuff. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, loved it. Um, I'm doing an episode coming up. I'm doing some versus episodes. Uh, so I'm going to do the original Wolfman from 1941 versus the 2001, the 2010 Wolfman. Oh, so, shit. So I'm just oh, doing Wo- Wolfman versus Wolfman is what that episode's going to be. <laughs> Hell and yeah. Then, so I want to do more versus episodes like that. So I'm going to do, uh, if you ever want to come on for one of those, you're more than, more than welcome. Absolutely, dude. I am, I am pro Wolfman 2010 all the way. I love that movie. So I kind of love it too. Uh, right? I don't want to spoil it because I'm doing an episode on it. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't the know only thing we... the only thing that takes me out of it is the CGI gets a little too yeah, much yeah, for yeah. me. But that's a damn good movie, man. It is, and the CGI is really only in effect like during the transformation scenes. But once the wolf's actually there, like it looks fantastic yeah. and it's practical. And yeah. I feel like that's a horror movie that hasn't quite gotten its like reevaluation yet on yep. how good on how good of a movie it is. Yeah, because it's still it still seems so soon. Two thousand. I mean, that's I mean thirteen years ago already. Yeah, same year as same um, year as what we're talking about tonight, actually. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Um, But thirteen years, like it's starting to, it doesn't really show its age that movie. But um, no, I feel like it's it's enough time has passed we can start reevaluating it and realizing maybe maybe it's not as bad as we thought it was when it came out. 
Yeah, and it was a box office bomb too. It was, was a, it was a disaster. Yeah, but you look at it. Look at the <laughs> look at the look at the cast that's in there. Fucking Hugo Weaving, Benicio del Toro, Emily yeah. Blunt, Anthony Anthony Hopkins. Dude, Max von Sydow's in there in in the uh, the unrated cut. The, the is he really? Exorcist. Yeah, just oh for one God. scene. But it's like the cast is unbelievable. Yeah, it's dude. We gotta. We'll have to do a deep dive on that that yeah. that movie, and you'll have to come on. That movie's fucking great. I think we actually talked about uh, talked about that with Mister J, and he agreed that it was good. And then I believe Marcus and Luke said the same thing. So I don't know anyone that thinks it's bad. So it sucks that it's like not more praised. So it needs to be. Yeah. No, totally maybe, we, maybe we can lead the charge there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, cool. Uh, I'm excited for you to hear that episode because I love the original one too from 1941. I think that's an awesome movie. Yeah. See, but, I need to dive into some of the older like Universal monster movies. I actually have never seen any of those. Oh, really? Yeah. I need you, to get into you that. You would like all, they're all like 70 minutes long. Like they're really yeah. quick. To, to <laughs> they're like, they're good. I, um, appre- I appreciate that too. No, it's good, man. Yeah. And uh, I don't mean to get us off the rails here. No, it's fine um better off the rails than on the ski lift after the movie that i just oh, <laughs> we just shit. watched here i see what so, you did yeah right so uh speaking of 2010 very quick to the point movies uh we are talking about frozen not the disney movie the adam green thriller frozen from 2010 and uh zach this is a movie that you had brought up a while ago, um, kind of suggested by me as what we talk about here um, yes. for for a multitude of reasons, because one, you had been telling me about this movie for months now. Um, yeah. And when I went to Silver Scream Con, I met Mr. Adam Green, as I mentioned on um, our talking horror episode on your show. And you do you have to keep bringing that up that you met Adam Green? Do you, I mean, oh, absolutely. Do you have to just rub it in. Okay, okay. <laughs> keep going. That's fine. Absolutely. Hey, look, look. I I met him and I brought you up to him. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, I met Adam Green and I spoke to. I'm just going to keep repeating that. I met Adam Green. Met Adam Green. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, and uh, you weren't there, Zach. Remember, you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, no, so you had told me beforehand, because I had never seen Frozen, uh, but I love Adam Green's Hatchet movies. That's one of my favorite, you know, series of of horror flicks. And you mentioned this movie and I had never seen it. And I went up to Adam and I told him about your feedback on Frozen and how you think it's like a massively underrated, really great movie. And Adam Green said thank like tell your buddy thank you i actually think that that's my best movie adam um, green is uh precisely right yeah <laughs> so uh <laughs> we so again and we're starting to get colder you know we're in november now not so much down here but maybe up where you are it's getting a little bit colder oh yeah um but uh i was like you know we've we've talked about it why don't we do an episode on it it's you know we're getting into the the cold and the snow up where you are so let's do this so here we are and uh i'm excited man so this was my first watch but before i dive into what i thought what's your background with frozen um well i'm gonna tell you first of all i did not watch this movie tonight because this is one of my favorite horror movies literally of all time i've seen it so many times um i don't know if i ever need to watch it again because i just know it so but i'm going to watch it more in my life but i love this movie i first saw it in college um i think it had a limited release in theaters but it wasn't anywhere near me when when i was going to college but um 
it, it came to DVD. I went to Walmart and I bought it. It was a blind purchase <laughs> at Walmart and I bought it and I watched it in my dorm room and it absolutely terrified the shit out of me. And uh, like it was one of the only movies I would say between like this and like the strangers and like the first time I saw a paranormal activity, <laughs> just like that visceral feeling in your gut where you're just like, this is just like wrong. This is, t- this is very bad. Everything that's happening to these people, it's, it's just bad. And it felt, it feels so real. And, uh, and it's always stuck with me ever since. God, this was 13 years ago too. We were just talking about the Wolfman. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> God, time flies, huh? It does. It does fly. But th- this movie freaks me out because I watched this not long ago for my podcast, but it freaks me out just as much as it did when I first saw it 13 years ago. Like, I think it's just as well made and well done. Oh, that's right. I forgot you did an episode on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will do an episode on this every month. I, I don't, I don't... <laughs> just to revisit. <laughs> yeah. Like, did my thought, did my thoughts change at all? Nah, <laughs> still a great movie. Bye. Just post the same episode every month and put a different uh, number on it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, my schedule is pretty hectic here. Just have the same episode again. Here's a repeat. They're like, well, we want a new episode. And I'm like, well, it's it was a new upload. So there you go. <laughs> no, and like um, this is so like, I think you'll agree. This is so much different than the Hatchet movies. Like this is so like Adam Green is such a versatile Director. Okay, so yes, that is you are reading my mind like a book right now because yeah. this movie is like night and day compared to the Hatchet movies. So I haven't yeah. seen all of Adam Green's movies, mo- pretty much just the Hatchet movies up until now. And you know, for anyone listening that hasn't seen the Hatchet movies, the Hatchet movies are serious movies, but they're also so over the top and so bloody, like to a point of absurdity. And well, and they're like an homage to like 70s, 80s slashers and like, yes, they're they're exactly what they're supposed to be. Exactly. So this movie watching it tonight, this was a fucking gut punch, dude. (laughs) Like this was (laughs) I was so not prepared for the depth that this movie goes to. (laughs) And I was I was sitting there watching this like mouth agape at how invested I was in this. Yeah, man, like the, there are moments where um, I mean, we can dive into like the whole thing, um, but like yeah, there yeah. are moments from like the music and like fucking the dialogue and like some of the acting like uh, Emma Bell. She gives like her one monologue, you know, like her main monologue with like the music is swelling while she's talking. And like I'm like every time I watch I'm like this movie's like a like a masterpiece. Yeah, no, dude, I have no I don't know if I'm crazy. I'm like, this is like like serious, like cinema, like horror cinema. Like, this is like a crazy ass movie. Well, spoiler alert for my thoughts. I don't have any critiques for this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. It Which, by honest... the way, you won't you won't offend me, by the way, Um, if you did. You know? No, 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 no. Because I know I... I know you know how much I love this. So, like, if yes. you fucking hated it, you know, by no, means. dude, I, I went in like very open minded and I was not prepared for what I got. <laughs> and honest, honestly, man, this movie like I forget watching when when watching this, I forgot I was watching a horror movie at times. Like, yeah, it almost transcends the genre. I'm not bullshitting you when I say that. I honestly feel like this is like, and you know, with all due with all due respect to the horror genre, this is like a film. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like it's very professionally made. It's very well acted. My God, these characters are devastating when they, when they get into this stuff and it's and they have great. depth. Yeah, dude. It's, it's quick pace. It's fun. It is tense as hell. It made me cringe in like terror and disgust at some of the shit that goes down. Like I loved it, dude. I have, this is my first watch. I am absolutely going to be adding this to my regular watch list to watch, like especially during the cold season, because my God, this movie's beautiful. It is amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, this so just for, warms my heart. <laughs> for for anyone listening that hasn't seen Frozen, it's about three friends who are at a ski lodge and they you know, are doing their rounds, they're going down the hills and they're going up the ski lift and they, they want to do a nighttime run real quick before the lodge closes for the end of the day. And they pay off the guy that's running it and they go up and through a series of crazy mishaps that are just so unfortunate, they get left up on the ski lift because the people forget that they're there and they shut it down and leave them up there, which is just like anxiety times a million <laughs> yeah and i think that this particular scenario i guess is not impossible and if you look at internet lore this has happened apparently okay. i can't i can't find like proof of it but like loosely this is based on a true story like like, oh, like there are accounts of this happening so um but like but even if it's even if that's bullshit like just the scenario like the way it's written how everything goes down with them you know ended up going on that chairlift it all checks out to me it makes total sense that this is how this would happen yeah and it's all you know in some movies it's like oh you know like oh, okay that's no like i totally got it like yeah well they I don't said, have I cell said... phones you know whatever they don't right well they want to enjoy said... the trip but it's like right whatever. well yeah. i said through a series of crazy mishaps but all of them are actually kind of believable yeah like, or believable there's always like a real reason why this would happen this way and something that I wanted to touch on here, this is a little subgenre in horror that is very hit or miss for me, which is these contained thrillers, for lack of better words. They're usually like in that 90 minute range and they're focused on one scenario with a few characters. And again, some of them are good. Some of them I'm not into. The Shallows, I think, is actually really good. Yeah, I agree. Um uh one that i really love that actually has our boy sean ashmore uh from this movie is i would consider the ruins one of those i love the ruins me too dude the ruins i think is incredibly underrated yeah um, I love the book too i see i need to read the book i've heard the book is way more messed up than yeah. the movie um yeah. but trying to think fall from last year fall was one of those kind of ones i didn't love but it was it was fine I was expecting not to let, like I was expecting to absolutely hate it. Like I was going to, I thought it was going to be like, this is a frozen ruins kind of wannabe like single setting type mm-hmm. of thing for an hour and a half. And then I ended up digging it. I thought it was pretty good, but not I think, blown away. I wasn't blown away. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that uh, now I have a fear of heights. So watching fall was like very uncomfortable watching it on a big screen in, in the theater. <laughs> Cause every time they show the ground from the top of the tower, I'm like, Oh my God, get it off the screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think what other movies would you, would you throw into this? Cause there's a lot, I just can't think of more where it's just a small group of characters. The shallows maybe would be, or not the shallows, not, not the shallows. Uh, Cause I said the shallows open water, open water. Yeah. Um, 
So I guess this would be like kind of like survival, not sur- yeah, survival horror. I guess survival horror was more coined like in the Resident Evil. Silent yeah, Hunt I was days, thinking but... about that earlier. Yeah, so this is like I more survival based horror. So anything. Have you ever seen The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin? There's there are these two guys that get trapped in the woods and they have to fight. No, a bear. but I I know this movie. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not quite horror. Well, you could almost um, you could almost throw uh, the Revenant in there again. Not a horror movie, but it's very yeah. focused on Leo DiCaprio. You know, fighting off nature. Yeah. Um, yeah, man versus like the elements and and yes. just like nature yes. and um. Yeah, the shallows I like. Yeah, good question. I'm drawing a blank here. Yeah, there's def- there's definitely a lot of them out there, but this is like a subgenre that kind of goes hit or miss for me because this because this yeah. something like this could end up being really boring. You're like, oh, 90 minutes of these people stuck in one place. That can go yeah. one way or another, and that was that was my issue with Fall is that it ended up being a decent movie, but kind of not much going on. <laughs> Um, but this one, I don't know if it's just the fact that Adam connects you to the characters in this or what, but I am so invested in these friends that are up on this ski lift that I am devastated watching them go through this. Well, I feel, I feel like he, I think his goal was probably to write a really good story first and Mm -hmm. come up with really good characters and like make sure all the dialogue rang true like so if they were actually friends this is how they would really talk to each other Mm -hmm. and then figure out like all the scary shit afterwards because if you don't connect to the characters on an emotional level you're not going to care about what's happening to them on on the screen in my opinion i'm assuming that's how he probably did it yeah, is he really hammered in on on them being like real people first? Mm-hmm. No, I definitely believe that that these people are are friends. So we've got uh, remind me of the names. I know Dan, Joe, and uh, uh, Parker. Parker. So Joe, Dan, and Parker. Which loved this. I love that Sean Ashmore's character's name is Joe Lynch. <laughs> yeah, as uh, because Joe Lynch was also at Silver Scream Con, and I'm like, oh wait, they're friends. That's why it's Joe Lynch. <laughs> so that I thought that was very cool. Yeah, he's done a couple things. I haven't seen everything he's done, but um, I think he has a podcast with Adam Green. And oh, does he really? I haven't listened to it, but I know um, I know John or John uh, Joe Lynch uh, did Wrong Turn Two. That was like yes. my intro to his that's, film. That's the Henry Rollins one. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. That's did really he do one. did he do a movie called Mania? Um that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like that's one I've heard thrown around a lot and Joe Lynch is a very well beloved director like Adam Green. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm a little less familiar with his filmography, but those two have a really funny banter back and forth. Yeah. Um Yeah, I want to see them do more stuff. Yeah, they should definitely uh collaborate more on maybe on a film just in general um oh you know what i guess you could kind of you could almost throw cabin fever into something like this because there's a lot of those nature elements and then there's a disease in there yeah for sure very contained and you just have other stuff that you're dealing with on top of the flesh-eating virus so yeah that's another one i love so i mean it really can go uh either way but this one is just like from this from the second that it starts um now i know this movie's from 2010 
do you remember seeing much promo for this? Because I, I maybe I might have seen a trailer before it, but I don't know what it would have played before. But I don't remember a ton of promo for this. The only thing I remember, I saw a trailer on YouTube, which would have been like, you know, 2010 or mm-hmm. maybe like late 2009. But this was like early days of YouTube. Yeah. And <laughs> I was in college and I I probably didn't think much of it i i probably wasn't impressed by the trailer and so i was aware that it existed and i didn't really know who adam green was outside of hatchet because i don't know mm-hmm. if he had done anything much else by that time um so i just i think it was like the dvd was 10 bucks at walmart so i was just like Screw right. <laughs> I, I used to like when i was bored in college i would leave my dorm and like just take the bus to walmart and just buy dvds yeah. with my cash that i earned over the summer working yep. out my stupid uh jobs and uh you know because like net we didn't have netflix there was no there was streaming didn't exist this is so weird that this wasn't that long ago yeah like, the it's world really was weird different. to think of how yeah i was gonna say it's really <laughs> weird to think that 2010 is like night and day compared to yeah compared to 2023 like netflix, yeah i was netflix taking had the, the bus and buying my dvds <laughs> netflix still had like the di- the disc service or whatever and that was what most people were using there yeah. Um I remember the first uh Netflix disc disc I ever saw. Jason and my sister rented a movie and they said, "Hey, come over and watch it." And we watched My Soul to Take, that Wes Craven movie. Oh yeah. Um which also I think is actually kind of it's so weird but it's very underrated. I actually kind of appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that that's like Wes Craven doing like um like a quintessential Wes Craven like teen yeah. <laughs> movie in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. But it's just like not like a classic one. Yeah, exactly. But, it's just uh, a very Wes Craven movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I bought this for like, I think it was like 10 bucks and I just took it back to my dorm and watched it. I didn't think much of it. And I love those feelings where like, you don't have any preconceived notions. You just pop something in and you're like, Jesus, take the wheel. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> um, well, it takes, and, it takes you back to the blockbuster days too, where you never know what yeah. you're going to get when you're renting something. Yeah, that's what I love about Tubi is that I surf I surf Tubi and I'm like, I'll, I'll just click on something and I'll just be like, I have no idea what this is. I haven't read any reviews, you know, because I don't like how those can sway you like Rotten Tomatoes. And right, right. I, don't, I don't like reading that stuff. So I find Microwave Massacre on Tubi <laughs> from the 70s. I'm like, well, I have no preconceived notions of this. And it, it's a masterpiece. I love it. Anyway, so I get I get back to my dorm. I watch Frozen. And it scares the absolute bejesus out of me. I, I was like, you know, really happy about it. What was the question? I, I forget what you asked me. Just what was your background with Frozen? I, I feel like you asked that an hour ago. But anyway, this is a great movie, <laughs> Kevin. What else you got for me? Oh, dude. I, I mean, I guess we'll just gush about it for the next 30 minutes or whatever, because this movie's great, dude. I have nothing <laughs> bad to say about it. Like, it's <laughs> it's even kind of like it's even funny. Like there's humor in here. Like the opening scene where we get going and we love the opening shots of the ski lift and the creakiness of the of it. I've only been on ski lifts like at least once in my life and they are so fucking scary to me. I don't know if I ever want to get on one after watching this. Yeah, I would never do that. I've never been skiing. Um, oh, OK. I'm not an active person at all. Uh, well, th- this was back when I was a kid. We uh, we took a trip to Colorado when we were living in California. We went and stayed up uh up there for going to some ski resort um and uh we're very uh klutzy the first time that i went skiing 
I pushed off and ended up doing like a split, Ooh. <laughs> which was very painful. And I threw my skis off and said, I'm done. And just decided to climb the hill with my damn ski boots on. And the teacher couldn't get me to come back. <laughs> but then she's like no 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 we're gonna teach you i was like okay fine and then i learned how to stop and you do the little you know the the pizza or pie slice or whatever yeah. um and so i was getting better at it i went to go do it and i forgot to stop once and i went under a, a net and like just completely smashed into a chain link fence and couldn't stand up after i've done that uh sledding i used to go sledding <laughs> when i was little and I used to be on one of those. Uh, I had one of those wooden ones mm-hmm. that had like the oh god, there was like a steel blade in the front of it. <laughs> oh no! Do you remember? Do you ever see those? What the hell is yeah, that about? I, I don't know. I have I have seen those though. Just cutting little kids to pieces when you're going down the hill. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> before we... they made the plastic circle ones, and now they make those. But yeah, go well, ahead. Me sorry. and my me and my cousin. Uh, one time when I went to Ohio because I have a lot of relatives up there. We were up in Dayton for Christmas one year in like probably 05 and it was negative 10 degrees up there. And I'm a Southern California boy and a Charleston boy. Like that was not my friend at all, but there was a lot of snow. So we were like, oh, fuck it. We'll go outside. And there was a hill of snow in their driveway and the snow was so thick that you're like, oh, everything's soft, right? So we go up this big steep hill in their driveway and we slide down and we forgot that the street was right under the snow. So we just all planted like (laughs) into the street and just like, well, that hurt. So, but yeah, ski lifts. I only went on a ski lift probably once or twice and it's actually pretty terrifying to go up the hill. I was just telling my... Especially because it doesn't stop moving too and you have to like kind of push yourself off of it. Oh, yeah. I was just telling my best friend, don't you miss those old days when we were younger when we were just like crashing into things? Like, why can't we still do that? Yeah, I mean, we could, but it's not as fun when you're an adult, I guess. No, because it'll hurt for like a month. Well, then the best part was I hit the chain link fence and then I couldn't get up and my skis were just like going like this and I could not stand up or get a grip or anything. Uh, And my sisters walked by outside of the chain link fence to go to their class and I was like, I can't get up. And they just kept on walking. (laughs) Uh, he'll walk it off he'll be all right yeah exactly and then my poor mom actually went on a ski slope there and some guy cut her off and she did like a like a somersault and like shattered her knee and ended up in surgery so skiing wasn't our favorite thing in the world but we can at least say we did it but um yeah man ski lifts so we see this opening shot of the ski lift and you know we see these friends dynamic immediately um yeah so i have a couple questions because this is your first time seeing this and and i always ask myself this i I didn't mean to cut you off by the way no go ahead man um i always ask myself this every time i watch it so the the movie is basically like the basis of it is joe and dan's friendship and how joe is kind of bitter because dan is dating parker and and he feels that parker's kind of cutting into their friendship like this is their ski trip and parker is butting into it and uh, so you kind of see that at the beginning, like that they want that he wants to go on the ski lift. And so they're trying to get her to uh, like kind of flash her, you know, just to like, you know, get, get a better deal to get on there and shit like that. Yeah. So that's kind of how it opens, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that happens after that, do you feel um, I feel like there's a theme in this movie of like personal responsibility where like she th- like there's personal guilt 
of like uh, blaming yourself for things that happen and that you shouldn't blame yourself for? Like, do you feel that Parker is responsible for the things that happen in the movie because she quote unquote buttered herself into the guy's trip? So, and this is your first viewing, so it's a heavy question. Yeah, yeah. Maybe watch. So I mean, you know, but like, there's little things in the movie. Like, I feel like it's such good writing. Like, you you explore these relationships, and I don't know. Well, I kind of. So they have that conversation later, you know, in the movie about you know they start to lose it and they start to blame each other for something that that we'll get to. But do I think Parker was responsible for everything that befalls them? No. Um, yeah. But I also don't think that that Joe was responsible for it in any way. Right. Um, I think it's just one of those things where, again, just series of unfortunate events. You know, you just everything fell into place for this for this to be like the worst scenario ever. But I do think all these people mean well. My, you know, they have their oh, yeah. stats, but I do think Dan. Uh, Parker and Joe have like really good relationships at their core. Um, and they're just, you know, going back and forth about stuff that any friend would, would, would get into with a friend, you know? Yeah. For sure. Um, I could, I didn't pick up right away that, that Dan and Parker were together because they were going so quick with the dialogue and they were like, yeah. girlfriends, say girlfriends. I thought they were saying to Parker or to, dan say girlfriends like pretend that she's with one of us or something yeah. like that so when that was going on i'm like okay so she's single but then he was unbuttoning her shirt and slapping her on the ass saying go get him and i was like <laughs> what the fuck is going on right now <laughs> so when they were established as a couple i was like okay not he is i do not a critique but just watching it <laughs> Joe and Dan are so un like unbearably mean to Parker. Like Dan trying to be a good boyfriend is like such a dick to her. Yeah, like I think they treat her a little too much like one of the one of the guys, quote unquote. Yeah. Like I think she wants to be like she she projects herself like wanting to be like one of the guys, but they're kind of like too much with it. Like you don't have to be Well, I mean even little things like like he doesn't say unbutton your shirt. He just does it for her. Right. And it's just like, all right, now go get him. It's like, God damn, bro. Like, yeah, you're going to you want to respect your girl a little bit there. Yeah. Boundaries, man. Yeah, exactly. And like, you can tell that she's not really into it, um, but she does it anyway. And she's got to go. My question is, how much is it to be <laughs> on a ski lift that $100 isn't enough for three tickets? Well, I I didn't I I forget the deal that she made. Was it to go on the rest of the night, like to go on multiple times, or is it just for that one time? Ah, uh, okay. Because that is expensive. Like for so that's thirty three dollars a person, split three ways. Then, I yeah, pretty much yeah. That doesn't. That um, seems like too much. Yeah, I was I gonna know. say I don't know. I mean, if you're already staying at a ski resort, do they charge you to go on the lift? That's a. <laughs> That's a good question too. Like I would just assume that you're allowed to go do it. I don't know. For me, a hundred dollars for three people just felt like a really hefty price. And the guy's like, "Well, I'm not going to do it for fifty. Uh, yeah. Side note: was the was the guy right? So running... so wait, and the, yeah, and that was a deal that she made with him. Yeah, so exactly. what's the actual the actual price could be twice as. Much. That's what I'm saying. What the like, fuck's going on at this? They did it for or... less. How much did they fucking charge? She's like, I have yeah. a credit. 
I have a credit card from my dad to pay for me and my girlfriends, but I left it behind. So I only have a hundred dollars here. Can yeah. you cut us a deal? I'm like, how much is it for three people to go on a ski lift if they're staying at the resort? Damn. And this was 13 years ago too. Imagine yeah, exactly. uh, inf- inflation, inflation yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, was the guy running the lift, is his name Jason? Uh, yes, it is. I'm looking. I'm looking at the IMDb right now, so I can tell you that it is Jason. Well, there, well, there we go. We we're. I said down to Jason, but we have a Jason here. So yeah, <laughs> I love that that's, he was. That's I funny because that... Kane Hodder is in it, and his name is not Jason in it. Oh my god! Yeah, I caught that later on. I think his name's Cody. Yeah, Cody. Uh, which they no, they do say it because he comes because the guy comes over the radio. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which I guess it makes because I was wondering about that. I'm like, why is Kane Hodder in here? Oh wait, he's already done two Hatchet movies with that with Adam Green at this point. Yeah, I think they're still pretty tight together. Yeah, I think so. I know he's played Victor Crowley for all four Hatchet movies, and I think they've worked together on some other stuff. Um, But yeah, so we've got Jason here and uh, Parker's. You know, trying to get him to cut him a to cut him a deal. I do love that she says girlfriends, and then when. when Joe and Dan come up behind her, he just stares at him and goes, girlfriends, huh? Girl- girlfriends. <laughs> and they just scurry along. <laughs> and they go, yeah, hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, then we get a little bit of a montage because they go up the hill and they're watching them fall over. I did laugh that that Joe was like, I'm not getting rid of my skis. Snowboards are a fad. They're going to be gone in, in 10 years. <laughs> I was like, well... <laughs> Another thing I know, sorry, is that montage, a lot of people like that are film snobs, they'll complain that montages don't matter. It's just a way to like fill up time in a movie mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're playing that rock song and they're showing them like them having fun and shit. But they're showing how like Parker's not really good at skiing and she's yeah. slowing the whole process down. You can see that Joe is uh, frustrated and then he brings it up later on. Like if you hadn't been so slow, we were doing it, we wouldn't have gone on the lift later and blah 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 anyway so yeah, yeah. Jo- yeah joe joe makes some very drastic leaps in logic as to why it's parker's fault that all this happens yeah. they all um, kind of say shitty things to each other if i'm remembering correctly. yeah they definitely they definitely do yeah um but in the montage when we are watching parker like learn to snowboard there's one part that I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but it kind of was where she stands up on her snowboard and she's got this look on her face like, I got it. I got it. And then she very abruptly just plants over into the snow. Like it looks <laughs> looks like uh, Vizzini from The Princess Bride where he's laughing maniacally after he's been poisoning. It's like, <laughs> boom, and just falls over. <laughs> uh, so it, again, the dynamic with these characters is a lot of fun. I love that. Again, I do think that Dan and Joe are way too fucking mean to Parker. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, they're a lot of fun together, but we do establish early on that there's some tension between Dan and Joe um, about Parker being on the trip. Cause Joe says she just had to come along. Didn't she? Yeah. You know, and then there's the dialogue in the, in the cafeteria. Um, but I don't know, man, I, I like all these characters. And who insists on not taking their phones? That that's when they're at the, uh, the resort, right? Aren't they getting like hot chocolate or something? And they're yeah, talking they're about... like in the cafeteria or something. I would cafeteria. Ass- I would assume because I don't remember them ever saying anything about the phones, but I think it's they do say it's a rule that they don't talk about normal stuff 
when they're on the resort. So I think they, oh, it was Dan because he says, you don't need your phone because you're going to get texts from your mom and whatever. Yeah. So they I remember all, it they're... was something along those lines where someone said like, no, we're here to unwind. We don't need to take yeah, yeah, yeah. with us. And they say uh, up on the yeah. lift, like, you broke the number one rule. We don't talk about real world shit while we're up here. Yeah. Um, Unless you're freezing to death. Am yeah, I right. <laughs> exactly. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, I was. I was. Oh, just did, saying... did, uh, sorry. Did did they establish how old the three of them are? Because, like you said, that uh, Dan and Joe they they have like very frat boy type humor, but like I I, I would guess them at like twenty six, twenty seven. They seemed like they were somewhere in their college days because they were still talking yeah. about doing schoolwork because. Parker okay. says, I have a, I have like so many chapters to read. That's right. Um, okay. And You're they right. say, they say, if we don't show up to class on Monday, they'll come looking for us. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I took them as probably, I mean, they look a little bit older, but probably 21 or 22 or something like that, maybe. Okay. Probably 27 um, in her life. Yeah. Um, how Hollywood is <laughs> exactly <laughs> 33, but you're playing 20. It's like a Toby Maguire, Toby Maguire in the first Spider Man. He was like who, 20. Who does, who does that really well, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> like, I like Toby he plays Maguire. a high school student very well for being almost 30. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, man. I like all these characters are flawed for the most part, like, um. Why do I keep blanking on her name? Parker. I keep wanting to say Parker. like 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 Danny or something like that. Um, but Parker would probably be the most like innocent of the three because she's not really on board with the the stuff that Dan and Joe are getting into. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm glad she's kind of our point of view character because like we can all kind of relate to her, the peer pressure and you know, kind of being walked on by by these two guys um while also being like friends and almost something of a people pleaser you know what i mean yeah so everyone sure. everyone has their their like their journeys that they have to go through yeah um, and she she wants joe to like her like she's yes. being extra accommodating mm -hmm. um and then they decide okay let's go get a few more runs in down the lodge it's dark but we're gonna go out there um, I don't know. I don't know what ski lodge person would say, yeah, fuck it. You paid me a hundred dollars. I'll let you go up in the middle of the night while there's weather coming in. <laughs> like, I think they would have shut it down way sooner, but yeah, you know, and that's not me poking a hole in the movie at all. I just think it's funny that this guy's like so nonchalant about it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, like I, they have to get the plot to work somehow and, mm -hmm. Yes. I noticed that I noticed that in every horror movie, like there's stuff like uh, <laughs> it just has to work out. And yeah, if you think about it too much, it just all falls apart. <laughs> mm -hmm. But my but, uh, God, when they go up the lift and again, some more like weird comedy. So we've got Jason, who's the ski lift guy. And he's like, OK, fine, go ahead. Make it quick, though. And then he gets replaced by another guy. And they have this banter yeah. about about Jason not being able to get off work for his brother's bachelor party. Yeah. And then the other guy comes over, takes over and then tries to get another coworker to take over. He's like, Hey man, I really got to piss. You can just stand here for a minute. And the guy's like, Oh, what? Sorry. Can't hear you. Yeah. And then he says that there's just 
a group of three coming down mm-hmm. not and the other guy doesn't realize it's a different group of three coming down yes see all of that seems very plausible like what when you're at work and you got so much shit going on in your head and you got the stress and then you find out that you have to work on the day that's your brother's bachelor party. You're not thinking about the people that just went up in the chairlift. You don't give a shit about them anymore. Yeah. And you have to you have to piss really bad. <laughs> You've been working without a break for four hours. Mm-hmm. So like all and that yeah, stuff, I, you're I out totally in the freezing believe all that. cold too. Yeah, it's freezing. Yeah. So then we get the scene where they're on the ski lift and they get left up there. And so I thought it was tense when it stops, but they're still like kind of in denial about it. Dude, the second yeah. those lights go out and you see it yeah, behind them, that is my favorite shot in the movie, is them trying to talk and not seeing the lights slowly going out. We talked about this when we talked about the power um, on oh, Review yeah. to Death. Something about impending lights going out is like beyond unsettling to me. Yeah, it's like this creeping terror that's coming after you. It's like this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's slowly making its way towards you. Making its way downtown. Walking fast. Faces pass and it's homebound. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, But, you know, once the lights go out, man, like it is on. And this movie's fast paced. You would think that like in the beginning, like, oh, we don't need the character development. No, I was just as invested in the character development as I was before they got like before they got on the ski ledge. I was just as invested before they got on the ski lift as I was when they got on it. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, man. When yeah, these light, and I, when these I, I want out, all of them. I want all three of them to get off of the ski lift. Okay, yes. every time I watch it, <laughs> like I feel like that's that's the mark of a good movie. It's like by the time we get to those lights slowly turning off behind them, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, and this is like, like I, this... I want them all. I want them all to be okay. <laughs> this scenario is like straight nightmare fuel, dude. Like this would be awful to be stuck up there. So when you're watching this, since this is your first time, as soon as like the re- like looking at the characters and like the reality is starting to sink into them, I love that moment where they're like, she's like, wait, it's shut down. They're not opening until next Friday or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we're going to be up here for a week. Like all like the realization hitting all of them. I'm I'm thinking like, as I'm thinking about it, like the first time I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? What's my game plan? Like, mm-hmm. how am I getting down from this? Like, or were you thinking shit like that? You're like, what would I do right now? Like, I'm tying, like, my t-shirt to get, like, together to my pants. Yeah, I definitely was thinking out, like, out, like, in my head. I want to say <laughs> yeah. thinking, thinking out loud, but thinking in my head about the way I would handle stuff. In particular, because we get, you know, a lot of dialogue and they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, I did not put together that this was only a weekend and that school was still in session. I thought this was like winter break. So it would be open every day. And they're like, oh, we just have to get till the morning. So when they said, oh shit, it's not going to be open for five days. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and again, like the fact that there's the whole safety bar thing and Parker's like, well, I like the safety bar, keep the bar down. But then Joe very you know, appropriately says it's not really going to help if something happens. Like it doesn't hold you in place. There's like a big gap, you yeah. know, between you and the bar. Um, but yeah, man, when I, when they're starting to think about like, I don't even know what I would do in that scenario, honestly. Um, yeah. Again, it's such I, a good ri- it's such a good written like scenario. It's like, um, it's like what what would you do? You know, mm-hmm. and there's not really a good answer. 
And then, of course, this like snowstorm rolls in and they're getting pelted with like the sharp pieces of snow and ice or whatever. Yeah. Um. I mean, they have to go. It's like video game levels. They have to go through so much shit. Oh, yeah. In this movie. And <laughs> they start off. <laughs> they start they're, getting with... all, they're getting all the elements in the, yeah, in the right? open world. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Start with level one. You're fighting crabs with a stick like that meme. <laughs> level one snow shards. <laughs> Um, but I mean, so we kind of, you know, there's a, a good bit of dialogue and they basically have to combat the weather first, right? Which is bad enough because they're already starting to show signs of, of, uh, freezing. And one thing I have to say right out of the gate, I love the makeup in this movie. Oh yeah. Like when they start getting the icy look on them, it's so unsettling. Dude, I, I forgot to mention earlier, this movie like completely unlocked a new fear for me. Because uh, in movies, I was always terrified of like drowning scenes mm-hmm. and scenes where people um, uh, catch on fire or are, are lit on fire. But like slowly, like slowly freezing to death over a period of time was something I never like saw or considered as a thing in, mm-hmm. in movies or like something that could happen to me. <laughs> and now seeing it, like seeing a movie where like I, I had to think about like, what would that be like over the course of five days? Just mm-hmm. stuck on it. That was a completely new like fear that so, I never had before. <laughs> no, I agree, dude. That's such a and I love it in their conversation. They're having the conversation about the worst ways to die. Yeah. Which reminds me of you've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation, right? Oh yeah. You remember that one brunette girl that's like, you ever fantasize about the worst ways of dying? It's either her. Or Didn't Renee... I think we did we talk about this on another episode? We did. Yeah. It's either okay, yeah. her. It's either that girl or Renee Zellweger that says it in the movie. But it's one of the best lines in that movie, and it's such a weird conversation to have when you're in a dire situation. <laughs> They're like, "Shit, we're stuck on a ski lift. Let's talk about the worst ways to die." Yeah. Um. Oh, but the reason I brought that up, I'm sorry, is because you mentioned the makeup, and I was like, man, this this seems like it's very realistic, like how this would mm-hmm. progress over time, and it's like it's very nasty. Yeah, and you can kind of tell where it's probably going to go as the movie goes on. Someone's going to be dealing with frostbite, you know, oh, as yeah. you go on. But before we get to that, we get Dan <laughs> trying to take the lead, and honestly, dude, this is probably the, the my what would be my gut reaction is. I guess I'll take my snowboard off and try to jump <laughs> and try to land right on the snow. But I honestly probably think that's a horrible idea. Yeah, I think ultimately this was a, a stupid decision because um, Dan ends up jumping. He does. And and uh, it's like, I probably wouldn't do it. I just feel like there might have been a better there should have been a better plan like maybe yeah. tie some tie some jackets together and then climb down and then mm-hmm. let go so it's it less of a less yeah, of a height less in your fall my first thought is when he jumps i'm like dude don't put your feet like downwards toward don't do like a pencil dive off the off yeah the lift. you know like maybe lean yeah like forward you can grace, so you land gracefully on your side. fall yeah like, like parkour people yeah <laughs> i'm like maybe lean forward and land on your stomach or land on your like or land on anything but your feet yeah right (laughs) but oh my god when his feet hit that ground dude the first of all the snaps of of his legs um 
and then like the editing where like the the sound gets very muffled and low mm-hmm. like because he's in shock and you hear him just saying like oh my god and the music's kind of droning and slowly coming back in and they're like all that shit man that was like really like effective absolutely and it feels very real and oh my god when we get a look at what happened to his legs <laughs> holy shit he's like a he's like a human w <laughs> exactly and we kind of got a quick glimpse of what maybe happened but oh when you see the bone sticking out of his leg and they're like in that w shape i'm just like oh dude this is awful have have you ever seen dante's peak with piers brosnan no but I've, i know of it that had the best uh bone sticking out of an arm or leg scene i've ever seen until this movie gotcha this, this was like as far as like realism like the makeup is is really good you know mm-hmm. i also love too. i mentioned it earlier i don't rank like my bone popping out scenes by the way that's just the one that i happen to think of just now I was gonna say, I, man, I do you want to do like a side episode where we rank bone <laughs> popping out of body areas it's <laughs> a little bonus episode <laughs> <laughs> we can get very specific with that. Let's do that for uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. That could be the episode we do. Oh, yeah, we'd we'd end up on some list somewhere for sure. <laughs> my favorite part, of, or my favorite scene, where someone's bone comes out of their body. <laughs> um, but no, dude. My another scene I mentioned the ruins earlier. The scene where the Greek guy has his skin eaten away by the vines and then his his legs are like kind of poisoning him so they have to cut his legs off but they don't have a like they have a very dull knife and like hot rocks so they have to break his bones with the rocks and then cut it off (laughs) they have to cauterize with that pan with a pan that they they heated up over the fire (laughs) yeah and in the and in the book uh they don't do it in the movie but in the book the the character he's the medical student he's going to be a doctor Mm -hmm. he's so hungry that when he's burning when he's cauterizing the leg he can the sizzling he can smell it and it makes him hungry his stomach starts rumbling because it it smells so so good the, the the leg cooking and the anesthesia they give him in the movie is tequila yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love they give him one shot, and I'm like, dude, down the fucking bottle. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like knock me out. But uh, anyway, side tangent. But yeah, yeah, Dan's fall with his broken. We should legs. do an episode on the ruins. I'm sorry. We should, I dude. Think. I love the yeah, ruins. Yeah, I watch that. Me. I watch that movie every every other year, maybe at least. Nice. Or maybe once um, a year. I put that up there, and then uh, Thirty Days of Night. I love. Yeah, we did an episode on that one earlier this year yeah okay sorry prison no it's okay um but yeah so dan falls and then we get our first introduction to what's going to be essentially the villain of the movie is a wolf and i do have one little gripe here (laughs) with the wolves i'm fairly certain the sound effects that are inserted like wolves growling is not what wolves sound like because these are like bear sounds yeah, that's... like they're really over exaggerated. <laughs> yeah, and I I did, if memory serves me, um, there's one scene where like the growling doesn't really match the the face. Yeah, exactly. 
like, like like there's too much sound coming out of like the shot that they got of the of the of the wolf yeah this um, very, very very uh monotone face wolf has yeah, like yeah, a yeah. very loud growl coming out of yeah his and mouth. the sound sounds like snarling <laughs> like teeth exposed and um that scene still scares the shit out of me though it does dude even before... and then the other wolves start circling them and yep even before the wolves show up though when you first hear their howling after dan falls mm-hmm. i'm like oh shit and you see his face and he's like shaking you can see his hands like shaking like mm-hmm. that and he's, oh, so God. slight tan or not tangent but side note i didn't go into this movie entirely spoiler free i told you this a little earlier i went in yeah. i went onto youtube to watch the trailer for frozen and youtube just put a bunch of clips in front of me and so i saw something about a death by wolf so i knew someone was going to get eaten by the wolves i didn't know who i didn't know when I thought Dan was going to last a little bit longer, but he's only there for a few minutes, you know, because he tries to tie his wound. So he stops bleeding to death. But man, his death scene is devastating when he gets mauled by these wolves. It is so disturbing and heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. And like. This like this sounds like pretentious, but like I I don't like too much gore in movies. I, I like it when it's done effectively and like it has a, a purpose to it. And like it's used very sparingly in the scene. Like it's mm-hmm. still very it's still brutal to watch and there and there's like a quick cut of like you kind of see his face when they're they're mauling him. Oh, I know like, what scene you're talking about too. Yeah, but but it's like it's it's still a very brutal scene without really showing that much. It's very like quick cuts and uh more of like editing tricks yes. that, that makes it so like I love like how Adam Green directed it. Yeah, dude, he really he sets up so much tension uh in this movie and <clears throat> the fact that Dan's dying words are don't let her look. Oh, I know, man. Makes it all the worse. You know, so he's yelling at Joe saying don't let Parker look while they while they kill me. Like that is such mental torture. Yeah. And of course Parker's going to look, but he's got to pull her in and try to like, they have to listen to it, but not look at it. Like, dude, th- dude, that's all the, all the ingredients of like making like an amazing movie. It's all coming together right there. Those lines are such well-written lines. Don't you let her look. Yeah, dude. That's such like a, he's such a good guy. That's the last thing he's going to say. He's so worried about her seeing that he doesn't want her to see that because mm-hmm. he, he cares about her so much. Meanwhile, he also pulls his own beanie over top of his face so he doesn't see what happens to him. Yeah. Like, it's fucked, man. It's so fucked. And so Dan's dead, and they (laughs) basically survive one night. uh, And we start to see Parker have some frostbite on her face. I knew they were going to do it eventually. I knew some of her skin was going to come up. And it yeah. still got me when She's it actually kinda, does. Like kind of rubbing it off, like like kind of scratching it off. Mm-hmm. That makeup is so good. It is, man. But we also see Joe try to... I never thought about this with uh, <clears throat> the wires being sharp for when, oh, when yeah. he's got to climb from car to car to try to get to a lower fall. Yeah, that's when... Um... Like, I thought his character was such a badass when he was yeah. starting to really go for it. And he does he. So the first time he does it, does he chicken out? Is that why he says, I got to go back? Or does he go back because he sees the wolves? Because he sees the wolves. Yeah. OK, gotcha. I wasn't yeah. quite clear on that. Yeah, I think he wants to, like, uh, comfort Parker to like okay. make sure, like, you know, 
she's okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So they, and then after this, we get, you know, a good, a good bit of dialogue, but this is honest to God, some of the best dialogue I've ever seen in one of these thriller horror movies. Uh, the scene that absolutely broke me, like I almost, like I was almost fighting back tears listening Can to it. I guess it. what it is. Go for it. Is it her, uh, having left her dog in her apartment? Yes. Parker's, yeah, it's, it, it's so good. <laughs> Parker's speech about having, not being afraid for herself now, but being afraid that her dog thinks that her owner left her and the dog's going to starve now because she's not going to make it home. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that, but something about that just like broke me. Well, she's such a good actress. She really, I don't, who is this actress again? I don't know anything about her. Um, Emma Bell. She was on uh, the first season of The Walking Dead and she was awesome on that too. I don't know if you watched oh, okay. The Walking Dead. I, I watched the first sister. season, but it's been, yeah. a, it's been a hot minute. Um, what else was she in? I know she's been in a couple other things, horror things. Well, she's um, no, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, she's fantastic. But yeah, that that speech just like <laughs> tore me up. And you know, it's is it followed by her starting to put some blame on on Joe for not stopping Dan from jumping? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because that's when they really start to let it fly. Because she very subtly says, "Why didn't you let, or why didn't you stop him from jumping?" Yeah, and then and then he starts opening up more about how, um, you know, they were good friends, like when they were younger, mm-hmm. and how they didn't get along at first, and then, yeah, it just gets very emotional. And then you see you see him and uh, Parker start to bond more. Yep. You know. Well, what I love about they're going to get through script. it. Exactly. And what I love about this script is nothing is a throwaway ever. Yeah. Joe, Joe meets that girl at the beginning that had the the angry ex-boyfriend that was on her trip. Right. And, you know, wants to memorize her number and ask her out when he comes back from the lift. Oh, yeah. That's something that he has to, to live for. Like, exactly. that's his purpose to survive. Like, you know, it's yeah. like... <laughs> um, the, uh, the FedEx boxes in Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, so Castaway. his, I, I have not actually, but I know what you're talking about. Um, Castaway, Kevin. I know, right? I'm, I'm just not. Just throw, that, throw that word out. I know I'm you want to do say it. it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he uses it as a comforting technique to like memorize her number uh, and, you know, repeat it to himself. And then he's like, I'm going to ask her on a date. And, you know, she's the one, I'll marry her, and here's our life together. Yeah. And it's like, son of a bitch, Adam Green. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, there aren't a lot of movies like this, man. No, not at all. Because it's like, it's super gory, too. <laughs> yeah. But then it and has it, so much heart and so much emotion and, and, like, so much realism. Yeah, and any other movie, I feel like if I was watching slowed down scenes of dialogue, like with Fall again, again, I don't hate Fall. It was just kind of a letdown of a movie. Yeah. Um, the dialogue. I, I here... did. I I did like at the end of Fall. I'm sorry. Um, when she does like, uh, spoiler alert, like how she, um, kind of like strengthens herself at the end. Yes. Kind yes. of. You know. My favorite, quote unquote, my favorite fights back against nature and like you know tries to 
you know, right. survive. My, like my that, that was part, pretty badass. It was like my my favorite part of Fall was the twist, which I won't ruin for people that haven't seen it. But yeah, that um, was cool. Dude, my wife thought the twist was something else, and I was like, "You're a genius." I wish they should have done that, <laughs> but it wasn't awesome. what they did. But she came up with something so much cooler. And I'll oh, tell you, you later. To, oh yeah, you have to tell me off air what it is. Yeah, it's um, so good. I was like, I need to write that down and like come up with something on my own because it's way better than what they did. Right. But yeah, these these scenes of dialogue, and I love that Dan is the one to go because now we're left with the people that have the most tension between each other, even before they go up the ski lift, and yeah. like they have to get it all out to be able to work together. And I thought that was absolutely genius writing uh, to put Joe and Parker as the two final people. And right, because I knew- they because he didn't like her. And, exactly and she yeah. felt like she was ruining it so she has to face her guilt and he has to face like his unnecessary resentment and her guilt is unnecessary too that's what i'm saying when you asked me that question earlier like i don't feel like either one of them are in the wrong right you know yeah um yeah 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 he he uh adam green's a fucking good writer man because mm-hmm. if it had been Dan and Parker, they're just a couple that they would have figured it out as a couple. Yeah. If it had been Dan and Joe, they're just two best friends. They would have figured mm-hmm. it out. But he makes it the more complicated too. Yeah, it has to be these two. They have the most hurdles to get over but, physically and emotionally. Yeah, that this is what the story calls for, and he knows like that's the natural way that you have to do it. It's fantastic, dude. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> he's he's really good, man. He is, man. And I knew it was going to happen as soon as they wake up and she left her hand on the bar. Oh, that's fucking scene. Oh, my God. That's the scene that made me cringe the most is Parker let her hand stay on the bar while she was sleeping. So, of course, it froze to the bar. Ugh, watching her rip her hand up and her skin coming off is so gross and so yeah. disgusting and disturbing. And it was brilliant, dude. But oh, it it's, made me win so brilliant and well done. And well, like the makeup and mm-hmm. all practical. That's the other thing. There's not one shot of CGI in this movie or any nope. of those shenanigans. Everything's practical. Yeah, not even the wolves. Yeah. And like the... they're they're really that high up in a chairlift. They filmed it from <laughs> like on a crane. Like Adam Green wasn't like this big... Uh, <laughs> Like one of those electrician buckets that they go up in when they're like, uh, oh yeah, repairing poles and shit like that. I think that's what he was in. So he was up there with them, like filming on on the chairlift. Jeez, man. Yeah, no. So her ripping her hand up from the bar was so unsettling and the worst thing for me to watch. A lot of hand trauma because Joe scrapes up his hands when trying to climb across the wire. Yeah. And it pierces through his glove. Yeah. And then, you know, they have more. And then Dan's Dan's hand trauma, too, because uh, they get bitten off by wolves. Yep. Yep. I'm just kidding. (laughs) His his fingers get eaten off by wolves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And then you see his hand sticking out of the snow later on. Oh, is that his hand? Yeah, because you see it like got buried over. Oh, okay. But only his hand is sticking out like the Undertaker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's having a, a buried alive match with the wolves. Yeah, right. Rest yeah. in peace. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but so they yeah i don't know man off the rails okay but so they they have more dialogue and they said they won't survive another another night but they get to still daylight and you know they finally reach their motivation again they reach their strength by talking and like settling their differences and realizing that you know dan died so that they could push forward so yeah jo- uh joe's gonna push through and climb the wire and get to the other cart and now we're starting to see the cart that that parker's in getting ready to fall uh yeah, and the- but dude like joe having that badass moment it's like a real rocky moment with, it like, is the music man, i'm like it's like the adrenaline i'm like fucking go joe do it so and that's the genius of adam green right there because we have that victorious moment he makes it to the ladder on the pole and he gets yeah. down and he fights off a wolf and he fucking dies anyway that and um he knows how to toy with uh how you feel about characters because he is kind of a dick at the beginning like he's a dick yeah. to parker and now you're like you really like him and you don't want him to die exactly and you're really he's... rooting for him to get down that ladder and and get mm-hmm. help and and he fights off the wolf pack and then he's going to slide down and the wolves come charging from from behind him. I'm like, he is not going to die. He is not going to die. And he fucking dies. It was awful. It was genius. But oh, my God, it tore me up. Yeah. Yeah, they tore him up. <laughs> yeah, for And you see that later. That, <laughs> That's ooh, brutal, that, man. That practical effects <laughs> yeah. scenario was ridiculous. But uh, so we're left with Parker and... and uh, She's got more frostbite and her skin's starting to come off of her face now. Yeah, and her uh, fingers are all purple and mm-hmm. um, she's looking like a uh, Mr. Frosty. <laughs> and so she's going to essentially let the... She planned for the for the cart to fall, right? Or was uh, that, I, I don't, or was I don't that think, an accident? I think it just happened to be fall. Yeah, I don't think she planned it. Okay, because it's because I couldn't tell because she stops and she looks at it, and then she's climbing down in any way she can. So I I thought she was trying to lower it so that she could get closer to the ground to fall. You could be right. I don't remember. I think she, I I thought I I thought she was like bracing for. She knew that it was going to fall. She was, so she was just bracing for the impact of when it was going to happen. Okay. Did it break I don't her? Know. Did the did the bench break her ankle when it fell on her? Because she can't walk after. Yeah, it like fucked up her ankle. Okay. She has to like I... crawl. And then we get a very tense scene where she comes face to too. face face to face with the wolves. And uh, yeah. you see Joe's absolutely mutilated corpse. And the wolves just say, nah, we're full. We're going to work on this one. Yeah, he's a big old sloppy Joe. <laughs> You had that waiting in the wings, I hope. I did. <laughs> so good. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that's so I'm, that's that's so dumb, but it's so it's great. stupid. I've been holding on to it all day. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um So the, the <laughs> so, so so there are people that complain that uh that the wolves let her go they think that that's unrealistic and i don't i don't know if that's true because i don't know a lot about wolves and like what their nature is like but i assume if i'm assuming if their belly's full from eating a big old sloppy joe that they don't need a uh (laughs) they don't need a uh, a big parker foot yeah they they ate a dirty dan and a sloppy joe in like a matter of a few hours so yeah um i don't know i i don't know how realistic that 
that is. I did wonder if it has something to do with the eye contact that she gives the wolf. Right. You know, because I've I feel like I've seen that before, that if you kind of like assert yourself as the leader of a pack, you can kind of deter that away. Um, so that that's kind of how I took it, is that she's very she's very calm because they were also saying to Dan earlier, Joe kept yelling, be quiet, Dan, be quiet, because the wolves are going to circle around him. So her being laying on the ground at level with the wolf and giving it eye contact and being very still and calm could that's how I took it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I just remembered the wolves looking at her as like, damn, you survived all this. You're like a true like warrior. <laughs> like, all right, girl, like you're good. Yeah. You know, you, you know you're free. And we get to the end and she's rolling down the hill. And I swear to God, Zach, I honestly thought because of the writing up to this point, I thought for a, a couple minutes there that she was going to get all the way to the road. And when she puts her head down and passes out, I honestly thought she might freeze right there as she gets to the road. Oh, I think they're going to say the car was going to run over her head or something. I thought that too. I honestly <laughs> thought it was going to be like a cabin fever ending where the guy gets run over by the truck. Wouldn't Adam Green be such a bastard? <laughs> That'd be so awful. But I wondered, man, like no one was safe here. So I wondered, I'm like, it's called Frozen. Is she going to freeze right when she gets to it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, then honestly, I thought the car was going to hit her for a second because it swerves at the very last second. Yeah. I think that would have been like something Eli Roth would have done. Probably like, yeah, the cabin fever ending, like kind of a mean spirited thing. But I think Adam Green was like, no, this is like a very inspiring, like survival movie where it's going to like, this is going to be a good ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she Parker lives and she gets picked up by a guy that's going to take her to the hospital. Yeah. That's and emotional, man. I, I remember very emotional. First time I watched, it, I was like, "Damn, this 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 chick's got a story." Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so it's so good, dude. <laughs> it's this so is, this fictional character. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good though, dude. I loved it. Uh, it was the perfect ending, but I just I wondered if Adam Green was going to take it there and make it like super dark where no one lives. But glad yeah. he didn't do it. Parker definitely deserved to live. So. And uh, that's Frozen, man. Like, Zach, this is this is a gem that was missing from my life that you brought into it. So thank you. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's yeah, good to hear. I, I told uh, I had a fellow author, Viggy Parhampton, and I told her she had to watch it. And she, <laughs> she told me the same thing that she uh, she loved it. And she yeah, had not heard of it until I told her. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, I texted uh, one of my friends immediately. Like, I was only halfway through the movie, and I texted one of my friends, and I said, have you seen this before? If you haven't, you should check it out. It's good. Yeah, so. this is, like, ser seriously, honestly, goodness, this is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. It's like, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's great. This um, this is a masterpiece. Seen, oh, yeah. You ever seen Bug? William Friedkin's Bug with No, is, is that Judd? Michael? Is that Michael Shannon? Yeah, man, you haven't seen that. No, I remember that trailer though, where they're in the they're like in a motel room or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You come on to my podcast, and we'll do and bug. We'll talk about bug. You, you okay. and me, and Jason can come on too. Every, okay. I mean, every everybody can come on. I don't care, but like, we have to talk about bug because that's another one. No one, no one's really seen, and that's one of my favorite horror movies ever. <laughs> and I can talk about that for days. Hell yeah, dude. 
and none and it's of these, fucked up and none of these movies made an appearance on your draft list <laughs> <laughs> well no, well they're not halloween movies yeah i know yeah but technically the rule wasn't halloween movies it was movies you want to watch in october that's oh, okay not to get technical not again we what's do done again. Is, no i definitely want to do more drafts we'll have to do like a theme like theme drafts or something like only movies in a certain subgenre. I was playing really dirty with that it, huh? <laughs> you were. Yeah. I'm just I'm in denial of my anger over that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, Zach, this was a good one, man. Uh, I'm I'm glad that uh that I watched it and I'm glad you could join me for it. This was fun. Yeah, man. Was this a good time? You had it was a very good, good time? time. Thanks for uh coming on, man. I know you did them <laughs> ever so graciously at the beginning, but do you want to plug your stuff one more time before we get out of here? Um so first of all, thanks for having me on, Bucky. Of course. <laughs> um, I was so excited when you invited me on because I love this movie. I hope I wasn't talking too much or no, if I, I, I wasn't trying to like steal the show from you, but you I, definitely... I, I tr- sincerely, this is one of my favorite. I was like a little kid. Um, when you asked me so awesome uh, i'm zc kroll i have a podcast called the creepy crowley where i talk about horror movies and books uh, uh and i am a horror author i have a novella called disseverment which don't laugh don't laugh kevin i see you smirking i have a novella on amazon called Disever- what i made myself laugh by shushing you uh, Disseverment's a very dark novella. Uh, if you're into like Clive Barker, uh, kind of stuff, um, that's good. Okay, back to you, Kevin. <laughs> Shout out to Disseverment, <laughs> one of the best reads I've that I've experienced in a while. <laughs> oh shit, so good, dude. <laughs> Oh, that's that's the cue to bring the episode home is when is when the uncontrollable <laughs> laughter kicks in. But Zach, I love you, brother. I'm always happy to have you on the show, and uh, I can't wait to do it again. Your epi- like the episodes with me, Jason, you, and Roy, and then whoever like Marky, anybody else on there. Those are becoming some of my favorites, dude. We just go off the rails when us four get together, us five. Um, yeah, we need we need more Mr. J because I love that guy. We do need to get Mr. J back on and every he time he's on. Yeah. Every time he's on, I lo- I love those episodes. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. J. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, thanks for coming on, man. This was a blast. Everybody, go check out the Creepy Crowley and check out Disseverment. You will not be disappointed whatsoever. And uh, be well, sure they could be. They might be disappointed. Well, I'm not going to put that in their heads that they, that that's even a possibility. I won't stand for it. Okay. <laughs> so. But, uh, you know, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Midnight Terrors podcast as well. You can get in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram under Midnight Terrors podcast. And you can I'm blanking on my plugs now. Oh, I got it. You can shoot us an email at Midnight Terrors podcast at Gmail. Not so easy, is it? No, it's not so easy. Uh, So you can shoot us an email, get in touch with us on social media. And uh, check out our T Public store if you would like. You know, we got shirts and hoodies and stickers on there if you want to pick something up and join the Midnight Terrors family. And yeah, check out the Creepy Crowley and all our friend shows that we work with all the time. We love doing these crossovers. And 
We have plenty more of that coming up very soon as we get to the end of 2023. So thank you all for your support. We love y'all and we will see you again very soon with more Horror Talk. Peace.